Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and I have another special guest with me today here in Greenville, South Carolina. I am with the owner of Automatic Taco, Mr. Nick Thomas. How you doing? Doing well. Glad to be here. Thank you, sir, for having us. Um, so just starting out, how did Automatic Taco come about? Uh, basically, I've been in the cooking for a few years, uh, and had this kind of ideas and wanted to do, whether it be a restaurant or a food truck. And uh, my sister happened to see a food truck for sale here in Greenville, and um I just moved here in Atlanta, and uh, I kind of just took the plunge uh, mm-hmm. doing a food truck. And I'm usually someone who kind of makes calculated decisions, but I just was sick of busting my butt, you know, for many years in the kitchen. Right. I just decided to do my own thing. So you, um, so how long have you actually had this the automated taco business? Uh, just about four years. Four years. Yeah. And this was the first um, restaurant that you've ever had, first business that you ever had. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So what made you want to actually come? Because you from you said you're from Atlanta, right? Yes. What kind of work did you do there? Were you still cooking there? No, uh, I was actually on a path to the veterinarian. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, and I was at the same time a musician, so uh, I was kind of going both paths, you know, which one worked out. Right. Within the first week, I knew I didn't want to be a veterinarian. Right. Uh, man, that's a tough job. Yeah. But uh, I, I was playing um, playing drums in a band for a while. And, uh, I just I knew I loved to eat. Which is a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I eventually went to culinary school. This is in Athens, Georgia at the time, uh, and got a good job with a really good chef there. And I just first day I, I knew it's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's a difference in uh, mm-hmm. food preference about cooking in Georgia and South Carolina? Do you think it's a big difference in the in the food? Or? Uh, yes. Um, Come from Atlanta and Athens, those are massive food cities. I mean, uh, there's just restaurants in there for decades. Um, Greenville is um, is an up and coming city that has great restaurants. Um, and the cool thing about Greenville is that there's so many farms here. And you see, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you can look on a, a, a menu anywhere a restaurant in Greenville, you can see a farm and you saw on the side of the road passing by it. It's, it's just so close to Greenville. So that's a pretty cool thing, difference between Greenville and Atlanta. Um, I still miss the food in Atlanta a lot. But, uh, the food here is magnificent. And the fact that you have so many farms here is probably a big mistake. Yeah. Did you do any? Did you have to do any kind of research to see how profitable this kind of business would be? I did. Yeah, we put together a pretty, pretty good business plan. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I was looking at the numbers and kind of projections and stuff like that. And you just you don't know until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. And my numbers, of course, were way off. And I remember writing the business plan being like, how, how am I supposed to project this? I have no idea if this is going to be a complete tank or if it's going to be gangbusters. And, uh, um, but yeah, I, I had num- the numbers in mind to know what I needed to do just to get by for every week. Right. And that's kind of my minimum of what I needed to survive on. So uh, that, that helped tremendously. I, saw, I read in the article from Off the Grid Greenville, it said that you kind of a year and a half, you took a after working cooking there in uh, Atlanta, you took like a leap of faith, and you kind of alluded to it, saying like you had the uh, the business plan for. It. So did did you kind of have like let's see, did you say did you have an idea of like, okay, I want to have this amount of money in my account before I finally just go all in, or was it just to a point where you said I don't care, I'm just going to go ahead and just do it? Kind of a combination of both. Uh, I think that it was. Um it was definitely just like, a, I'm just going to jump two feet in and uh, see how it goes. As I said before, I'm a very conservative person. I make a lot of 
rash decisions, and I was just, I, I knew something had to change, and so I just, I just went for it. And uh, it happened to be a good time where I, we'd been saving uh, for my wife and I's wedding, and um, you know, it was just a good time to, to try it. And did you ever, do you, do you still, well, do you worry about money being an, an issue, or is it just, you know, I'm just going all in? And, uh, in the beginning, I did the first year. I was, I was always in my mind: Is am I going to make enough to, you know, to get back from next week? And um, you know, every every plate that went out, I was looking at it, being like, is this, you know, is that plate making me money? Is it, is it? Am I putting so much protein on there? Am I wasting money on avocados that go bad? Just little stuff like that, and that is important. But at the same time, you guys see the big picture. The product you're putting out has to be the best thing possible, and then people will, will buy it after that. Um, so I was just I was focused just on making the best product possible. So then I knew people would come and buy it regardless. You, you said that you like to eat, you love eating food all the time. But why why tacos? What made you want to do autumn with tacos? Uh, tacos are just first of all I love tacos and any sort of Mexican Latin American food. There's just so much flavor involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can do anything you want with it. Um, you know I come from kind of a fine dining cooking background, so. The whole goal is to kind of take those techniques and apply it to you know this blank canvas of taco shell, which you can essentially do with any cuisine, any you know any food around the world you want to apply it to. So I'm constantly pushing on both, trying to try new things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it keeps you you know inspired to do different things. So how many how many combinations do you would you say you have now with tacos? So we we always in the menu we have we try to have four or five tacos in the menu, mm-hmm. um, two sides. We have a couple tacos that are just kind of mainstays that, you know, if we take them off the menu, people get upset, and uh, that's what they come there for. So we have our Nashville hot chicken taco and our Korean pork belly taco that we're really well known for. So those stay on the menu. Uh, the rest of them, we kind of rotate um, in and out. Um, so for example, we were uh, doing some testing today with the uh, buffalo cauliflower taco. So uh, I try to always try to try new things and make sure we're pushing ourselves so that we don't get stuck. So you only you only have the food truck that travels around. Just the food truck, yep. what, what would you say is like the benefit of having like a food truck as opposed to having an actual storefront? Uh, you know, there's lots of pluses and minuses. Um, food truck, you know, I can go to where the business is. Uh, you know, people might not want to drive on a cold rainy day uh, out to a restaurant when they have you know leftover chili or something in the refrigerator, but right. I can drive to a brewery or a tap room where there's good people, people there regardless and have good business. Um, mm-hmm. So we do a lot of private events, caterings. Um, you know, I go to where the people are as opposed to having them have people come to me, which is right. a huge advantage. How, how far do you get to travel in there? And or, or is it any kind of rules and regulations to, as to where you can go in a food truck? Uh, not really. Um, we don't do many uh, public events outside Greenville. We'll do a couple occasionally, but for a catering, we can go anywhere we want. Uh, we've traveled as far as, um, you know, we'll, we'll go kind of up near Asheville and stuff like that. So, um, you know, an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Do you see a, uh, do you kind of notice like any kind of pattern as to where the sales tend to trend up or like a like a peak? Is it a peak time of the year? Because yeah. sometimes I think maybe, you know, like like a festival or, or those like downtown Greenville, you that might... Bring it, bring a lot of business. Just setting up the food truck there, or something. Is there any kind of time of the year or something that helps? Absolutely. So um, springtime is uh, spring and fall. You know when the weather is good, is mm-hmm. our best time. Uh, 
April is probably our, our, our busiest month. You have so many events going on that are outside. Mm-hmm. Weddings, festivals, uh, events for the city. People are just out and about more compared to you know January where it's very cold and rainy and stuff like that. For you, what would you say is the hardest part of running an actual business? Uh, time management. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just only so much you can do as the owner. You have so many hours a day to get it done and to have that time to you know allocate towards prepping towards payroll towards um you know keeping up with emails and marketing uh actually selling the food it, you know there's just only so many hours in the day so the managing time is i think the most important aspect and it's kind of led to my next question what when you do have some time over or if you do have time any spare time what, what do you try to do with your spare time uh Pretty much music. Uh, it's not football season. I'm playing music or uh, reading. Uh, spending time with the dogs and the wife. Mm-hmm. Like do you do you try to study other chefs and see what what they do to try to add it to a mix of to add it to your tacos or whatever? Try to different things like that. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, reading. You know, chefs that have been more successful than me. Their their cookbooks and what they have to say on techniques and. Uh, you know, flavor profiles, um, you know, the, the cooking world is always advancing and this, you know, what's what's popular now and trending now on a plate is going to be obsolete in 10 years, so everyone's mm-hmm. always pushing the work, so you got to keep up with what the best chefs are doing, you know, so you can stay in the same loop. What do you, how do you see the, the food industry potentially changing in the next few years? Uh, you know, I think people are shifting towards more fresh foods, uh, healthier options, right. um, you know, you, you've obviously seen a big jump in like, you know, gluten-free stuff and just being more health yeah. conscious. But you know, that's that's great and all that. But I think on the other coin is that as a chef, you have to start try to thinking of ways to making delicious food still fresh and healthy and um, using fresh produce instead of the canned stuff and stuff like that. I think you're kind of shifting more towards that. When you look back, do you feel like? It was something that you would have, you wish you would have done earlier in your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of what we talked about earlier. I wish I would have focused more on uh, just making sure the product is absolutely perfect before I sell it, as opposed mm-hmm. to just trying to make it as fast as possible, making making sure I make money on it. Uh, you know, I, I wish I'd seen the bigger picture, not in, you know, count the pennies starting mm-hmm. off. And it kind of made me think. Well, well, my career, you know, I had a lot of, when I sit and talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, they feel they always say, I wish I would have started earlier because had I started earlier, then, you know, instead of just, you know, go, a lot of times we tend to just go work for a job and, mm-hmm. and just get a check and set. And they say they wish they would have started earlier. And it kind of made me feel the same way because at first when I went, when I, when I was in school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I started the broadcasting. But I started so late that actually when I got out of school, like I was telling you right before we started airing, that um, you know I just kept hearing lack of experience, lack of experience. So yeah. that kind of that's kind of what led me to to um, pursuing this and doing my own thing because now it just like I get a chance to sit down and talk to a lot of people about the, the different things that they've done and ask them what are some keys. So so one of the things I, I love to ask as well is what would you say is the blueprint for starting your business? Think just uh, having a good product, um, and like you were saying, you know, it's yeah, you, know, you want to start early, but you've got to know enough to be able to, to be able to put a good product out there. If I didn't, I'd, you know, um, busting my butt cooking for many years, I wouldn't know what to 
to do cooking-wise. Maybe selling food that wasn't as good as it could have been if I would have studied and worked like I did. <clears throat> so you got to make sure the product's good. Secondly, you got to make sure you work really hard. Pay attention to the details. The details are everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you can't you can't go in thinking that uh, you know just because you cook a good steak at home, you're gonna be a great chef and sell much food. It's, there's so much to it. You got to work really hard. Mm-hmm. How, how many hours would you say that you probably put into to your business? Um, it's gotten it's gone less every year. It's like we got more efficient, and I'm kind of figuring things out a little more. How to do things easier. In the beginning, I was definitely working 80, 90 hours a week. Wow. Um, and then I, I'm down about 50 now, which is seems much more manageable. But it's hard because at home we're doing emails, we're you know responding to Facebook messages, right. phone calls, and stuff like that. So it, it adds up, sure. Does it make you feel a little bit better knowing that at the beginning that you put in the 80 or 90 hours that you were putting in is actually going into your business as opposed to working for putting that putting that time and effort into another company, does it make you feel a little bit better knowing that it was something that you built on your own? 100%, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, absolutely. When you, at the end of the day, if you had a good day, uh, you, you, know, you might have worked 14 hours, but there's not a better feeling than being tired and knowing you did a really job that day for knowing but yourself. Right. So. Do you think in the future you will want to start a, a chain of automatic taco or, or any other kind of business? Um, definitely not a chain because it's our our concept is very uh, detail oriented and uh, I think we can have a few of them but definitely not a chain. Um, I think it was too much of a control freak to let it <laughs> kick it out in someone else's hands. Right. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna try to expand. I've got a couple of restaurant ideas, um, kind of on the back burner, no pun intended. So, do you, what about um, storefronts? Do you want to do any storefronts or just just? Pretty so, much. No, no, we're, yeah, the, this food truck is probably the only food truck we'll do, but um, we, uh, we we have committed to doing a restaurant. Uh, it's being built as we speak, so uh, we'll be open probably in June or July around that area. Okay. I have a um, friend, I'm not going to say her name, <clears throat> but she bakes, bakes cakes a lot, and I talk to her all the time. And she, one of the things she wanted to do was actually get a food truck, and I think it's kind of like the timing and everything. So I, I was gonna, I want to ask for her, what would you say for her? Because she really wants to get a food truck and she does a really good job baking cakes. And right now I think she's selling them, baking them at home and everything. But she really wants to do a food truck and just have it. What would you, what kind of advice would you give her? Just make sure that the cake is the best possible cake that you can imagine. You know, it's gotta be an incredible product. Um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, just do research Right now, it's definitely a good time to start food truck green though. It's, it's people are coming in faster than food trucks are being built, so uh, it's a good time to get in right now for sure. Um, and then just you know have a goal in mind. Uh, you know, I want to want to have food truck open in six months. And mm-hmm. I want to have uh, you know just keep setting goals for yourself and keep working towards it. The money might tell you no because you'll have people say, well, I don't know, a cake truck might not work here. People don't want to eat dessert all the time. You know, you have dessert for. After dinner, but you know, if you have a good product, people will come find it. Absolutely. And one of the things, also, I'm actually reading a book, and it's talking about how it says that the universe doesn't conspire against you, but at the same time, it doesn't align all the stars. So it's like it's never basically saying it's never like a perfect time to actually go after something. So, and and I feel that, and I and I often think about it because it's, it's not, and it's just like 
we always think, you know, well, I want to have this amount of money before I actually go into it. But the thing is that what that hit me is, you know, it's something always is going to happen. So it's just like you, it's never really like a, a perfect time. So another thing, I want, would you give a message to people watching about, you know, saying that I want to have this amount of money or or whatever it is, waiting for this perfect situation? Yeah, I mean, there's never going to be a good time to start. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some sort of an inheritance that comes in randomly. But uh, mm-hmm. you pretty much just have to do your research before you do it. Know that your product's going to be amazing. And, uh, mm-hmm. you got to jump in with both people. You can't have, you know, another part-time job. You can't have... Uh, you know, some hobby that's taking up your time. You got to be committed full time. Um, you know, hundred percent, or else it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of the things a lot of entrepreneurs tell me is you know just stepping out on faith and going and going all in. So so for you, when you when you actually started, you just quit everything cold cold turkey and, and just and went for it. Pretty much, yeah. I was still um, I was working at American Grocery. It's a restaurant in downtown. Um, the recently closed, but I was, I was working there and I kind of came up with the concept. And uh, you know, when I got off work, I would I would kind of start mapping things out and figuring out projections and stuff like that. And uh, eventually, I just you know, I just said to myself, I've gotten to the point now where you know I've got all this stuff lined up in my head. I've got to either you know take the plunge now or it's never going to happen. Because Why? I know know myself that you know I, I'd get too conservative and I would be like ah, I don't know if I can do it. So you just have to take the plunge. Just start full on. Mm-hmm. One of the things, one of my friends, we sparked this great conversation as well, saying that, you know, a lot of times people, he used the word brainwashed, could just working at a job and everything. And uh, it just sparked a great conversation. One of the things when I chimed in is, I didn't say, I didn't use the word brainwash. I said people kind of feel like they can get too comfortable at a job and they just settle. And, I, and it's just like it's certain things that for me, I was working two jobs and it just pushed me because I was like, man, I'm doing the same thing over and over. I will work in the morning, get off, get a little break and then go to my night job and then work there. And it's just like I was I just fell in a cycle. Yeah. So working two jobs kind of just like that was kind of my breaking point to where it was just something like, OK, I need to do this for myself. So so I know you said that you were just like, you know what, you're just going to quit. But was it something while you, while you were working, they kind of just like, okay, this is my breaking point where I know I have to leave. I really enjoyed the job I had mm-hmm. before I left. So I think it's it's a little different experience for me than most people because I, there wasn't a day where I just threw my hands up in there and said, I'm done with a food truck. Mm-hmm. It was more so just kind of uh, projecting everything, mapping everything out, and uh, just trying to find a the right time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but there's really not a right time. You kind of just have to one right. day do it. And um, you can get in that complacent mindset where it's like, all right, you come forward. It's really easy to stay in that, in that loop. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. easy to say, all right, well, I'll, just, I'll figure it out later. I'll, I'll, I'll do the research later. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, you have to do it or else. I think I just realized that if I didn't do it, it was never going to happen. And, and plus, it probably helped that you were actually you took culinary classes as well, right? Mm-hmm. See, see, you were kind of doing things that you were kind of like learning for. Like for me, when I went to school, I didn't, uh, well, after I, after I graduated from college, I didn't have anything broadcasting except for working at a radio station, but I left there because of student loans. So once I picked up my second job, it was nothing 
was related to my field of yeah. work. So that's something that really kind of made me, the money was okay, but I mean, it was still like, I just don't value that money. It's, it's not, it doesn't really mean anything. Money just comes and goes. Yeah. And, I, and I just try to tell people that all the, all the time. But um, also, we've got a couple more questions before we get out of here. How do, how do you view your business so far? Uh, I'm extremely happy with it. Uh, you know, working for yourself, just all the work you put in is for yourself, it's for your business. So uh, it just it builds a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard work and it, it's, it's a lot to do. But at the end of the day, there's not a better feeling in the world than, um, you know, accomplishing things for yourself and watching something go from, you know, serving 15 people making negative money to serving, you know, 200 people. Um, and making people happy with food. So. Mm-hmm. What's, what's something you feel like you might have <clears throat> learned about yourself that you didn't know just from actually starting your own business? It's a good question. Um, I think I've learned that you can always push yourself further than what you think. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you when you think you're tired and, uh, and you know this business can't you can't do any, any more because if you did any more, you just might collapse. But you can always find a way. There's always a way to push yourself further and uh, make things more efficient, make things run more smoothly. Um, so it's just always more than take. Yeah. One of the things I, I learned from myself is, um, and I and I still get a little nerves um, with interviews. It's just the thing that I had to do was kind of you know step out of my comfort zone, and I just happened to. And I tell people all the time, they say, "Hey, how do you end up? How do you end up getting some of these interviews?" And I say, "You know what? I stepped out of my comfort zone, and I just ask people." Cause you ne- you never know unless you ask somebody. Yeah, and all they can say is no. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I and I say it all the time in my interviews. One of the things that um one of the people I love to listen to is Steve Harvey, and he, and one of the things he said that I, it still sticks with me to this day is it was saying that you know if you ask somebody something ask for help and they say no he's like so what if they say no it's not like you had it anyway mm-hmm. so it's like you, you can't miss nothing you never even had so it. And that's one of the things I tell people, man, hey, just, just ask somebody for help. It's, it's okay to ask for help yeah, because everybody needs somebody to help them get get to where they are. Yeah. Um, Many times. Exactly. Who, who, who would you say were, um, were some of your mentors, speaking of just asking for help and things like that? Uh, the first chef I uh, worked for, uh, Shane Taylor, he was just incredible. Um, this guy was might have been one of the best chefs in the world, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was just huge in teaching me and uh, you know pushing me harder and harder and harder, knowing that there's just you can't be satisfied with with any one thing. You have to keep on pushing. Um, and then the second chef before Joe Clark, he opened me up to the whole world of creativity and uh, you know using ingredients I never heard of and uh, you know, making dishes with you know, all the details in a perfect symphony on a plate. So. My final two questions: um, Are you in the future doing? Do you try to do any kind of um, competitions or anything like that, or is it just strictly about just your business work? I used to. I used to do a lot of competitions uh, um, a few years ago, but once the truck started, uh, we just haven't been. I've just been focused on you know our, our next event rather than branch off into competitions. There's a few things here and there, but mm-hmm. um, it'd be better for us to allocate our our. Uh, our time towards making our business grow. Okay. Final, final question. What is your ultimate goal? You know, I, I think to uh, just keep pushing this business and um, just, I think, you know, we've, we've, we've done well so far with our, our food and everything, but I think it can be better. And uh, I, 
I want to get to the point where I can look back and say, all right, this is it. This is this is as, as hard as I can push this business, and I want to have a couple locations and maybe a couple other concepts opening up. Um, but you know, being able to have a business and, and have a family life at the same time would be probably my goal. All right, Nick, I know you got to go, so thank you for spending some time with us and letting people learn some things about you and your business. Before we get out of here, do you, can you tell people your uh, social media and tell them how they can find you? Yeah, so we're on uh, all platforms. Um, we're on Instagrams, uh, Automatic Taco, Automatic underscore Taco, and then um, Facebook, uh, Automatic Taco, and then, uh, Twitter is uh, Automatic underscore Taco. And you can find your location of where you'll be cooking on, on your social media, right? Yep, every week, uh, every Tuesday night, we put out, or every Monday night, we release our schedule for the week. Uh, so I'll show you where we are every week. All right, there you have it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, this is Cross Line Podcast. Keep chasing dreams. Thank you for listening.